0: Welcome to the Studio Sisters podcast. We're your hosts and sisters, Katie and Taylor. We travel the world, make beautiful things,
1: and run our online businesses. We're creative entrepreneurs and Etsy experts, and we are on a mission to help you make meaningful income online and to create what you love. On the Studio Sisters podcast, we will dive into all things Etsy, running an online business, making money, creating while traveling, and growing your brand. We want you to leave this podcast with more confidence in yourself, your online small business, and the belief that your creative dream life is possible for you. So let's do this. This week's episode is part two of a four part series called How to Live Your Dream Life Making and Selling Handmade, where Katie and I share our story as working creatives and describe the four things that you need to do in order to live your best possible creative life as a maker or artist. In our experience, growing your handmade business isn't just about one thing, it's about the perfect combination of multiple things like making the perfect tasting lemonade. You need to know who you are as the maker, you need to have the skills, you need to have a business plan, and finally, you also need to have the right mindset.
0: So this is episode two of our four-part series. In the first episode of the series, we went over how to identify and narrow your style and your niche so it's clear to your audience exactly who you are and what you sell so that it feels good to you. Today on the podcast, we're going to talk about making a plan for your business. If you've always had this dream of having a really successful business where you make and sell things that you love and you've just been trying for a while and nothing ever seems to be taking off for you and you just feel like you're missing out on being a full-time maker, this is the episode for you. So today, we're going to share why you need a plan and how to make a plan that fits your personal work tendencies and your lifestyle.
1: When we first started our Etsy shop, we thought we were doing all the right things, and we've come so freaking far since then. It's unbelievable. I look back on our first shop listings, and I kind of cringe a little bit at some of the photos, the keyword tags for sure, and the listing descriptions. There was just a lot that was missing back in those days, right, Katie? Yeah, I mean, some of my own photos, and I think I'm pretty decent at photos now,
0: but some of my own photos, even just a few years ago, like I kind of cringe when I look back at them.
1: Yeah, yeah, we've just learned so much. And what um you guys who are listening to the podcast might not know is that Studio Sisters is not mine or Katie's first Etsy shop. Each of us had previous Etsy shops in the past. I think Katie said it before on the podcast, but she used to um, hand paint shoes with uh, her artwork. And um, I'm going to tell you about mine, but each of these previous Etsy shops did not really have the kind of incredible results that we have now because we have a plan. So let me tell you about my Etsy shop. I used to run a vintage Christmas ornament Etsy shop that was kind of a hobby for me. I collect, or I guess you could say obsess over, would you say that was right? (laughs) Obsessed. Yeah, a little bit obsessed. (laughs) I obsess over vintage Christmas ornaments, and so, like, I shop for them, I hunt for them at thrift stores and antique malls all year round, and so I would buy them, and then I'd also resell vintage ornaments that were cool and, like, old, but not really my personal style of vintage Christmas stuff. So if you don't know, and you probably don't because this is so random, I know. So it's okay if you guys are laughing at me right now. But vintage Christmas is actually like a huge niche on Etsy. There are people looking for that exact thing on Etsy all the time. So I listed and I sold vintage ornaments on Etsy. And I actually did kind of okay at it. But the thing is, it was like a really, really seasonal shop. I sold my products Pretty much only from October to January, and that that was it. I wouldn't get any other sales any other time. And I could have done so much more if I had known about keywords and search engine optimization. For Let me give you guys an example. So I would just use one word keyword like vintage as a tag or ornament, not knowing that ornament was never going to rank me on Etsy because there are, you know, half a million uh products on etsy using the keyword ornament i did think my and photos probably- are vintage too exactly like those words just weren't specific enough so i but i didn't know about keywords and i thought my photos were okay but i know i could have done better with like product descriptions and i certainly didn't have like a clear idea of who my target customer was. So basically what I'm saying is if I had known then what I know now about Etsy's algorithms and how to define a target customer, I could have gotten way more sales and traffic to that Etsy shop. I also want to say that I started an Instagram account for this vintage Christmas Etsy shop um, because there are many, many vintage collectors hanging out on Instagram. So I thought like, oh, I need to start an Instagram, right? But this account never took off because I just had no idea how to engage with and grow my audience. I would just post ornament pictures on Instagram with captions like, I love this set of pink, shiny, bright ornaments. They're available now in my shop. And that would be it. That's all the information I would put. I didn't understand how to grow my following. And all I did was try to like sell, sell, sell to them. I did not show, like, myself, the vintage collector behind the brand. I didn't show me thrifting or taking photos or anything else they could have done. It was just very, very random. Like, I would list 10 new product listings in one day and then not touch it for, like, two weeks until something sold. I would post all my Instagram posts on one day and then not post anything for a while. Uh, There were just so many missed opportunities in my old Etsy shop for growth. And the reason that these are missed opportunities is because I did not have a plan. So let me talk a little bit about what has changed between like the vintage Etsy shop that I ran and our Studio Sisters Etsy shop now. So we have a defined dream customer. So we know exactly who we're selling to. We have more than a hundred listings in our shop that helps us build up credibility and ranking on Etsy. We know how to use keywords and SEO to drive traffic to our shop. And when it comes to Instagram, we have this really authentic social media presence with a rapidly growing following. And our, Katie, I was just looking recently and like our Instagram growth rate right now is 35% month over month, which is amazing yeah it really is because and the reason it's so good is because like we show up for our audience um, with our daily and weekly engagement workflows and our strategy and our planned out instagram content so all of this is part of our long-term plan you really need a plan for your small business i know that's really easy to put off but without one you will never see huge results You want and need a plan that makes you excited, that motivates you to do the things in your business that you hate doing. Like for us, it's probably taking photos Um, or maybe for you it's SEO, but you need a plan that motivates you for that and then also helps you evaluate how to be productive each day. So this is why you need a plan so that you can get results in your business and not just like throw stuff to the wall every day to see what sticks.
0: And you guys, I also just want to say that it's so, so important to create a plan that actually works for you. We're all just so different. And I think one of our recent posts on Instagram was telling you guys that I'm an introvert and Taylor is an extrovert. So we have some very different personality tendencies when it comes to our work. So like what I do is totally different than how she works. And we've had to sort of get our workflow around that.
1: If you've never heard of it before, there's a really awesome book called The Four Tendencies, and it's by Gretchen Rubin, which describes the four different types of people's personalities and how they're motivated. So, for example, some people are really motivated by outside expectations from other people and their society, while other people are motivated by their own personal inner expectations. Some people meet both inner and outer expectations and some people are rebels like Katie and tend to resist all expectations. Knowing what your personal tendencies are can help you define what actually works for you as a business owner and help you make a plan that you'll actually stick to. So um, if you're interested in the four tendencies, we will link that in our show notes, which you can get at shopstudiosisters.com slash podcast. That's where we keep our show notes. So um giving you a couple of examples here of what those different tendencies and different practices are. I use my planner every single day. It's super filled out. I use it all the time. Whereas like Katie, I think you tend to do more of a to-do list with just like what are the first one to two most important things each day that you have to get done?
0: Yeah, I mean, I love looking at planners and stationery because I love all of that. But I real rarely use them because that's just not my personality. So I keep to-do lists instead. All of that being said, no one's life goals, business goals, and things in their life are the same. So we just want you to recognize that it's totally okay if your plan is that you work on your business while your kids are napping or in school, or if your plan is to dedicate 100% of your work life to growing as an artist and making money. All of these things are okay. So first you need a plan. And second, the plan has to actually work for you and your lifestyle. Don't try to force yourself to stick to a crazy schedule or to-do list if it's just not in line with your existing tendencies.
1: Next, we need to figure out what goes in your plan, right?
0: Right. So what are your tips?
1: So the first thing you need to do is identify what is your big goal? What's your dream goal? right? Maybe that's working full-time, expanding the kind of art that you already sell. Maybe it's um, making a certain dollar amount each month or finally starting your Etsy shop. Everyone's goal is going to be a little bit different. But identify what your big goal is. And then we need to know what investments are you willing to make to achieve that goal, So what do I mean by investments? Well, you can invest in your business in two different ways to work towards your goals, either time or money. You can invest your time or your money or both. So these two things are both like so precious and so important. And we want you to use them in the smartest way possible to like move your shop forward with progress, but also make sure you're running your small business in a way that feels right to you, that feels good and ethical to you.
0: Hey friends, Katie here. Tell me if this sounds familiar. You're a maker and a creative already selling your handmade products on Etsy. The thing is, you'd really like to be selling more of it, right? Or maybe you've just recently started an Etsy shop and you want to lay a good foundation for your shop. Or your Etsy shop has been collecting dust for a while now and you've been avoiding the tech stuff or the research like I did for so long. Maybe you've just recently decided that this is your time to get real about Etsy and start doing some serious girl boss business. If any of these are you, I really want you to dive into the basics of Etsy SEO and learn more about getting found by your ideal customers on Etsy. This might sound overwhelming or time consuming, but Taylor and I have created a free guide on how to learn the basics of Etsy SEO and what a long tail keyword is and some basics of the do's and don'ts of Etsy search tags in just 15 minutes. It's actually easy, fast, and you'll be able to celebrate this win by getting your keywords and search terms on point. You can get our free fast guide to Etsy SEO on our website. Just go to shopstudiosisters.com etsyseo Etsy SEO guide. You can also find the link to it in our show notes. Now back to the episode. So let's talk about time first. You might be thinking, yes, I have the time, but I don't have the money to spend on growing my business. But time does have a cost. The more time you put into your business, that's time you aren't spending on anything else, including your time with your family, friends, and hobbies. So you just want to have a plan that has a way to balance your time.
1: Yeah, and you also, like, you can't rush time as an investment. It's really easy to get super excited about jump starting your business. I see this all the time. Etsy sellers or artists or small business owners get really, really excited and they're like, oh, I'm going to work 100% of the time in my Etsy shop. Like this is my week or this is my my month to get me get my Etsy shop going. And then they get burned out in just a few days and disappointed because they didn't see huge results. Guys, don't do that. Know that small businesses take time to grow. And if you want to be successful, you need to commit to six months to a year of building a brand at a minimum. Let me say that again. If you want to build a brand and build a successful small business, you need to be willing to sign up for six months to a year of building it at a minimum. I am not saying that you have to work 40 hours a week per week for an entire year on zero dollars to make money in the end. That that just wouldn't be worth it wouldn't be worth your time. But I am saying whatever amount of time that you can work, if that's four hours a week or 25 hours a week or whatever your time commitment is, you have to be willing to make that time commitment for six months to a year, even when the progress is slow. Because if you're not willing to give it six months or 12 months, it's not going to work. So, If you're working through this podcast right now in your planner or in your Etsy shop, I want you to think about this sentence and see how you would finish it. I could comfortably spend blank number of hours each week on my business and not lose balance in my life right now in order to work towards my goal. How many hours could you spend and not go crazy, but be able to actually commit to your business and your brand's growth each week. I could comfortably spend blank number of hours each week in my business and not lose balance in my life right now in order to work towards that goal.
0: Yeah, that's a really great prompt, I think.
1: I think so too, like start with that. Remember, we don't wanna lose your balance, but what is the commitment you could make for six months or a year? That's a start. Now, you can plan to dedicate more and more time later on or change that goal But let's just start with a time commitment that you know you could do right now. Now, the other part of your business plan, the other investment that you likely need to make is money. You need to make a plan for how much money you can invest in your business. So we're going to switch things up a little bit. With time, I asked what you could spend from your time budget right now and not feel it right? Not disrupt your life. I'm going to switch this around. Instead of saying, what could you spend right now from your money? I'm actually going to say, let's not do that. Let's dream up a list of things that you need to invest in to grow your business. What is your dream list? What is the dream list of things you have to spend money on?
0: Yeah. For some of you, it might be equipment. You might want to buy like a $400 vinyl cutter Or a $200 maybe t-shirt hot press. You know you could just make more sales in your Etsy shop if you had the equipment to do it. Or for some of you, maybe you just want to invest in a website and that could cost upwards to $2,000. Like whatever your budget is, you need to dream up the list of what you're going to need.
1: Exactly. And maybe for some of you, it's that you want to pay someone to critique your existing Etsy shop, or you want to pay someone for their services, have them teach you how to get better. And by the way, we're going to talk more about identifying how to improve your skills next week on the podcast. But maybe you want to have someone teach you. And so you're thinking of taking, you know, or, or hiring a business coach or an Etsy coach that might cost you like at least $4,000 to have someone critique and and make over your shop. You know you want to pay someone for their expertise, but you are thinking, I just i am not exactly sure where to start.
0: So whatever your thing is, you'll need to have a plan for the money part. If you're thinking, I don't really want to spend anything on my business. I just want to grow it organically and keep it small so I know what I'm doing 100% of the time. And Let me just say that I used to think this too. I was so afraid to spend money on my business or myself as an artist because what if I just wasted it? Well, the thing is you have to spend money to make money and you can't grow your business without investing.
1: Yes, and all of these things from equipment to a website to paying a coach to taking a course, these are not just ways that you could just spend money and like put things on your debit card. They're they are investments. You are investing now so that you can get returns later. So let's talk about taking a course, for example, because like we are launching our business course in just a few weeks and we're going to show you exactly how to grow your Etsy shop and your handmade business using our exact strategies that we've used to make more than 8,000 sales, sell over 25,000 products, and have over six figures in income. So we're getting ready to launch this course. And let's just say, for example, you want to take a course, whether it's ours or something else. Let's say you want to take a photography course to improve your photography, and that course is $500. So how can you plan to afford a $500 course? There might be many of you listening to our podcast right now that are like, oh my gosh, I could never afford a $500 course. But let's break it down. Here's a couple ideas. Let's say you divide $500 by six for six months. That divided by six months is $83 a month or $20 a week. So could you afford to budget $20 $20 a week for six months to save up to buy this course.
0: So that actually seems pretty doable considering it's the cost of a couple of trips to the coffee shop or one large pizza or like my own personal order of a Trenta Venti, I'm sorry, a Trenta Black iced Tea from Starbucks.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think that your tea is $20 each time, but maybe a few times a week. And no, but it adds up. <laughs> You guys, Katie's not drinking a $20 cup of tea each day. (laughs) Exactly. These little things add up. And so $20 a week is really not that much for someone to like even think about to have to save. Or maybe you say, all right, I already have $500 I could spend. I have $500 in a savings account. So I could easily spend this money but I'm on the fence about taking that money out of savings and spending it on my business. I'm just not sure if I want to invest it in my business. Well, let's think about what would you need to make your money back after taking that course. So let's say when you pay for the course, you spend $500. And for the first two months, from the time you purchase, the time you're going through the course, um, it it takes you two months to actually start seeing results. So for the first two months you're doing the work, but the return is actually $0. The return on your investment is there's no increased money yet. And then maybe by month three, you see an additional $50 a month in sales and then $200 a month in sales. And maybe by six or 12 months from then, you are seeing an additional $500 per month, not per year, not one time per month in sales. So those are like really conservative estimates for what you could make back from improving your photography skills. But it is not hard to say, and I truly believe this, that you could make your money back from a course within six months by improving your skills in something like photography. And you could put that $500 back into your savings, but you've also increased your skills and your sales. So this is like a huge win on all accounts.
0: Yeah, that's just like, it's really worth it in the end. So what would your tip for all of these goals be? Like how would you plan it out?
1: So as you draft out a plan, you need to know like a few key things that help you with the big picture. From there, you can break it down into smaller tasks and month-by-month goals if you want. But really, you need to know the big picture to make the plan. So we talked about time. I can spend blank number of hours each week on my business for six months. Is it four? Is it 10? Is it 15 hours a week? How many hours a week can you spend for six months? Then My investment goal for the next six months is blank. And I want to use that money for blank. So my investment goal for the next six months is, let's say, $100 or $500. And I want to use that money for a course, new photo backdrops, new cutting mats for my vinyl cutter. Maybe there's something that improves the quality of your product, whatever your investment goal is that you know will make your business better. Think about that. Make sure that you name specifically the goal that you're looking for. The next thing is I can make that investment in myself and my business by doing blank. So, what's the thing you're going to do to be able to make that financial investment? Like we just mentioned, you could save $20 a week or you could take that money out of your savings. So maybe it's I could sell some old equipment I'm not using and make that money back. Or I could work for someone else. Or I could work a few extra hours at my job. Or maybe I just cut back on my Trenta black iced tea for Starbucks. <laughs> think about think it. Maybe. What, what's doable for you? And write that down. I can make that investment in myself and my business by doing blank. And then finally, one last thing I want you to write down. My end goal is blank. Fill that out. My end goal is what? My end goal is $1,000 a month in sales. My end goal is to quit my day job. My end goal is to make extra money each month to spend on my family's fun activities. What is your end goal? Yeah, whatever
0: it is, just know that the end goal is so important. This is your big dream and you've got to have something you're investing time and money towards. And these big dreams are so exciting and we want to hear about them, you guys. So tell us what they are on Instagram. Just send us a DM or comment on one of our posts at Shop Studio Sisters because we would love to chat with you guys
1: absolutely and we always answer dms and emails so no matter what it is no matter what business class you have business question you have or your business dream whatever it is we always answer dms and emails so reach out so that's the second thing in this series that you need to do to live your creative dream life is and make more sales and do the things that you love you need to make a plan for growth with your time and your money get clear on what you want So next week on the podcast, we're going to dive into part three, which is how to identify which skills you need to improve in your business and then how to improve them and grow as a maker or artist. We're going to talk about as well some of the most critical skills that Katie and I think that you need to make meaningful income online and how to identify where to start, which places to prioritize in your business. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We hope you are super excited and you're feeling motivated to make a plan and see the big picture with your business. And we'll talk soon.